Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome on in the Movie Zone. Back for more. I'm Austin Horton here with Johnny Lightfoot. Hey, John. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Now, is it Jonathan? No. It's never been Jonathan? It's never been Jonathan. Birth name is Johnny? Yeah. You're a liar. No, no. Birth birth name is John, but uh, I've I've never gone by John. I've always been Johnny my whole life. And why do you spell it J-O-N-N-I? Because I wanted to be weird. Because you're a musician. Yeah, it's a musician. It's a rock Well, I used to be. No, you still are. Really? Yeah, you always are. Well, thank you. Once a rock star, always a rock star. No, it was just it was just cooler. You just did a show two nights ago, three nights ago. <laughs> I know. <it>. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome on in. We're glad to have you back and enjoy uh, doing the show with you. And uh, I, we have some business to take care of right out of the gate. Let's do it, man. I'm ready. So as you know, I do this Sunday night DVD poll. I, I take a DVD from my collection. I put it out on Twitter. Is this a good or a bad DVD? Okay. And let the Twitterverse rule. This week's uh, selection got 89.9% good with over 100 votes. So a good sample size. This was a landslide good victory for 2000's Frequency, starring Jim Caviezel, Dennis Quaid, Andre Brower, and Noah Emmerich. Or Emmerich. You know, I got I to admit. And you've never seen it. I've the never thing. seen it, man. I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? So I got to lend you. I got to bring it to you. I got to loan it to you. You know, I got to admit, though, uh, after you told me about this, and I, I read the poll question, I'm like, I better go look this up just so I know what's going on. I kind of watched the trailer, and I wasn't impressed. What? Yeah, man. See, because on Sunday night, my wife had never seen it either. Okay. And so we watched the trailer. And? And she was, her mind was blown. Really? She can't wait to watch it. Maybe maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe you watched the wrong trailer. Maybe. It's an no, amazing No, no, I, I watched it. It's I, incredible. I, I, I actually do want to watch the movie, even though uh, I pulled it up on, I think it was uh, Amazon Prime or something like that. Okay. Tried to see it there and just watched watched the trailer. I'm like, okay. Nah, you'll like it. No, okay. It's but, a it's a murder mystery okay. mixed with sell time me. travel. Come on, sell me on it, man. It's, it's sell a, me. It's a murder mystery okay. mixed with time travel and a father-son relationship that never was and now has suddenly has a chance to be again. So hot tub time machine. No. 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 It's like somewhere in time, <laughs> but with cool stuff and not boring houses and love romance. Okay. There you go. No, actually, I, I, I'm i just kind of being funny here. In all seriousness, I did watch the trailer. It was appealing. Um, of course, it was set back in time. I mean, I mean, back in time in the 2000s. Back in time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I do want to watch it, and I'm very excited for you to loan me the DVD so I don't have to rent it. He's Johnny Lightfoot. We'll get him an education yet on what's good <laughs> and what's bad. I don't know. Coming up, we got the best summer, your favorite summer movies is the poll question this week. Some movies about summer, around summer, based in summer, whatever you got. Get on uh, Twitter at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot. We'll get to their, your responses in segment two. And segment three from the archives this week, we're going back to 1993, released the first week of April, and since it's the last week of April, we thought we'd better fit this one in real quick. Yeah. A top five movie all time for me. I'm wearing the t-shirt from the 25th anniversary. I'm impressed and jealous at the same time. It, you should be. It's I amazing. want that shirt. This shirt has the home plate with Benny the Jet Rodriguez uh, PF Flyer footprint on it. So cool. The Sandlot. So cool. 20, uh, well now we're at 27, 27 years ago. Wow. Craziness. Wow. And uh, so we'll go back in the archives for that. And along those lines, we're going to start right here with an all-time favorite guest 
a frequent visitor here with the Movie Zone, the one, the only, uh, a man who is connected all over the place with anything film and television here in the state of Utah, former director of the Utah Film Commission, now director and manager of Utah Film Studios, he is the one, the only Marshall Moore. Hi, Marshall. How are you, buddy? Hey, good. Good, guys. How are you? We're doing fine. Yeah. Every, everyone healthy and happy in yours, I understand, which is good news. We have been quarantining with the best of them. And, uh, you know, we, we get out and get some fresh air every once in a while, which is good. But we have been uh, we've been doing our part. Now, how Marshall and I uh, first got connected was uh, you were were you listening to the show back in the day and you heard me mention the paper brigade? Is that how this came to be? Well, I knew who you were, but it didn't it, until uh, the guys at the studio got interested in having you come up there they knew who you were okay uh with the jazz affiliation right and all that and then we had you come up to the studio and do your do one of your shows from up there i didn't really i mean i knew who you were but i hadn't met you and until then and that's when i learned you were a big fan of the of the paper brigade of course a movie i worked on back in well, 1995. That's an, it's an amazing movie. Now, and we're going to talk about a movie uh, in depth that you worked on before that called The Sandlot. It's a little movie not a lot of people have heard of. What, what is it? The The Sandlot. It's about softball. Is that what it's about, Marshall? So, yeah, so, <laughs> is this, the one, is this of, the one with Tom Hanks in it? <laughs> no, it's not the one with Tom no, Hanks. No, it's not the one with Tom Hanks? Uh, but before we get going, tell us what's uh, the latest at Utah Film Studios. Are everything uh, kosher up there? I know Yellowstone is still the hit that it should be. Well, it's very quiet up there because we're in uh in accordance with summit county health uh rules and of course uh the stay home stay safe uh guidelines that the the state has in place now but uh you know all the sets from from yellowstone are, are still on all three stages uh they still have all our offices they're just waiting for uh the ability to return to utah uh, they're, they're 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 literally in official pre-production spread out all over though wow. not in one place so there's some people working in utah and and some people working out of the paramount network and viacom in los angeles cool but uh nothing official on the word yet when they'll return uh in person <laughs> to work at the studio the original plan was to start uh filming mid-may hmm. uh or early june i think those plans will shift a little bit maybe to june or july okay cool now uh, mr marshall even though, yes. I know, even though I know it's Mr. Moore. I'm going to hit with the hard questions here first. Is that all right? <laughs> yes. How hard can they be? We're talking about the Sandlot. No. Well. <laughs> and uh, your surprise guest, your parole officer is online, too. No, oh. just kidding. Yeah. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let, let's, let's just kind of hit, and I, I, I apologize if you may have been asked this question a million times, but out of all the characters, who's your favorite, man? On the Sandlot? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, I, I have to say... The one I identified with the most <laughs> was Benny. Because, <laughs> oh. yeah, I always I always used to look at myself as like the guy who was would rally all the guys, get all the guys together, make sure they were doing what they were supposed to do, encouraging them, teaching. I always so when I I identified with Benny the most. He had a good heart, <laughs> you know. And I was always like I was the guy like, and and I played sandlot ball. I really did. I grew up in Los Angeles. I, yeah. uh, there were empty fields in between these houses. We, we played with a tennis ball though, because we, we'd never take the risk of the hard ball, uh, uh hitting somebody's house. Cause the houses were fairly close together, even though they were pretty big lots. So we would play with a tennis ball and, uh, and we'd lose those too. But, um, and, and so I'd, I'd call, you'd call or go over to my friend's house, say, Hey, let's go over to this field and, and play some ball. And the fields were rough. There's holes in them, oh, man. waist high weeds in some of them, but we'd, We'd find a way to do it. Did you slide? 
<laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I definitely definitely was a slider. Now, you identify with Benny the most, but here's my problem with, with Benny. Benny's the coolest. You, you know, he gets to go to the major leagues. He actually achieves the dream, and yep. Benny the Jet Rodriguez or whatever. But he misses out on his childhood, man. He's too focused on baseball. You're missing the fireworks and the pool and the, the fun that comes with playing summer baseball if you're Benny. That's uh, that's yeah. Benny. They make fun of squints, or uh, Smalls, rather, as being a, a square. Benny's a square, man. He can't get away from baseball long enough to enjoy life. So if you have to go with that, then then Squints is going to be my guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love I love Squints. I love the pool scene. I love the look on his face. He's he's just he's a perfect character. And Chauncey Leopardi did a great job uh, playing him, and he can still play him today. Yeah. He can still pull off his younger self today nice. just by putting on those glasses. Been planning it for years. Now, when we did the uh, the anniversary, the 25th anniversary, remind me, he talked about the glasses, and does he still have the glasses, or was it someone else that picked those up and took them with him? You know, I don't know if he has the, yeah. the actual glasses, but he does have glasses that he uses at events all the time. Though he does so not I need eyeglasses, I think he said, right? Uh, he doesn't wear eyeglasses uh, normally. No, no, he puts them on just to be in character and that's so great of him uh to do that he doesn't necessarily have to do that but it does make sense that he would that he would do that and those guys are so great when it comes to these uh reunions they're starting to really embrace uh you know who they are and what they did and how much it means to people good such such classics now i have to ask you because i've heard a rumor that uh, during the filming the young actors used to sneak away to nearby movie theaters. <laughs> and uh, I believe they would sneak into a movie called Basic Instinct. Oh, jeez. That is a legendary story, and it, apparently it is true. They've given multiple interviews where they've talked about uh, doing that, and I guess they did. I was not there and didn't see that, but they, they definitely have told that story on more than one occasion, and I think David Mickey Evans would would back that up as well what was the hardest location to find when you were scouting for the sandlot let's let's clarify something i didn't work on the sandlot so i did not work on that movie wait a second just just so you know hold on a second wait i know you said i did but i did not why did i I think you did i can't because everybody does because you're you're in charge of it now you're you're in charge of the sandlot but when i yeah so here's what happened so i came the year after to work on a movie called the stand the miniseries for ABC. Yeah. Oh, right. So, and, and when I got here, the Sandlot hadn't even been released yet. But it was legendary that it had filmed here and that it actually opened in April 1993 while I was here working on the stand. So I was able to take the family to go see it. And so I, I immediately you know, loved it, of course. And then we, we went on the location tour right away. Like mm. I found out from some of the local crew people where all these things were. Where's the Sandlot? Where's the drugstore? We actually used the drugstore from the Sandlot in the stand. Um, uh, Vincent Drugs in, yep. in Midvale, Midvale was used in the stand. So I actually used that as a filming location, actually on more than one occasion, wow. on different shows that I was location manager on. But a lot of people think I was, I worked on that show because I'm affiliated with it. I became affiliated with it so much because I became the director of the film commission. Right. And we promote promote film in the state. And I hosted that first, uh, you know, we hosted that first uh, anniversary event, the 20th, mm-hmm. and then the 25th. So a lot of people, I think I actually worked on it, but I didn't. Gotcha. And so then how did you come into possession of the famous baseball that's up at the state capitol then? Okay, I'm going to lay that story down for <laughs> you, and it's a good one. 
So uh, when I was working on the stand, uh, you know, part of the job of a location manager is to coordinate the police and the security and all the logistics that go along with it. You not only find the locations, you know, scout the locations, find them, you have to manage them too. So one of the, my lead security officer on uh, the stand and then eventually touched by an angel in 1996 was also the lead security officer on the Sandlot. And he had become friends uh, with the prop master, Terry Haskell. And uh, there was a time during, during production, they had like six of those balls. And Terry gave one of those balls, this is the, the story, uh, the security officer tells me, I haven't confirmed this from, from Terry 100%, but uh, the, Terry gave the security officer this ball. And then at the end of the first season, I worked on Touched by an Angel as a thank you to me, because he knows knew how much my family loved the Sandlot. He said, thanks for the work. I want to give you this ball in, in appreciation for hiring me this season wow. to work on Touch wow. by an Angel. I see. So it was, a, it was a gift to me, uh, given to me in 1996. And then, of course, immediately it went into some display case at my house. Mm -hmm. and, and, and literally all the neighborhood kids would come over just to look at it. You know, it's like my, my kids would go, hey, my dad has the Babe Ruth ball from the Sandlot. <laughs> and... Uh, and then, of course, it would everybody come over and just stare stare at the case. Of course, I was worried about it disappearing there because it was an unlocked case. So, but everybody was very good. It, 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 it's weathered the years. But that's that's the story of how I came across it. It's not a real Babe Ruth signature. A lot of people ask me that question. <laughs> uh, there's a company that actually replicates signatures for movies called History for Hire. Uh, it's a company in, in Los Angeles, and whenever there's a historical signature or document needed for a movie, like National Treasure, for example, right. uh, this, this, this company creates these pieces as authentically as possible. Oh, that'd be a fun job. I was just thinking, how do you get that gig? <laughs> just forge signatures with a computer. Yeah. Yeah. So, Marshall, being, a, being a, a scout and going around and seeing all these fun and unique places, how many times do you sit down, watch a TV series, or watch a movie and go, oh, yeah. We use that in this movie. We've used that in this movie. Do you, do, you, do you find yourself asking or seeing that a lot in other films that you watch? All the time. Yes. I, 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 that's one of the things I constantly do. I'm, I not only think like that, I also think about when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they had to close that road. Uh, <laughs> wow, all those, all those extras. Where did they put all those extras? Where did they eat lunch that day? You know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think of logistics as I'm actually watching uh, what's on the screen. So I guess fo following um, up with that, though, do you also see something and go, oh, I wonder where that is. That would be perfect for this project. Yeah, and I'll do that in my daily life. I'll see something and I'll even take a picture of it and catalog it as a potential location to use in the future. And even though I manage uh, Utah Film Studios right now, sometimes I'll go back and work in the industry and help some of my uh, colleagues out uh, you know, a day here, a couple of days there, hmm. uh, still helping them find uh, locations for their projects. Okay, now I've got to ask you the, the hardest question of all. What uh -huh. is your, the now this is not, I'm not asking you to comment on the people that worked on or were in the, these shows, but uh -huh. what is the most sentimental show that you were a location manager for here in the state of Utah to you? You mean the one I uh, feel closest to? Yeah, the one that you're most connected to and why? Oh, it's got to be the paper brigade. Good answer. <laughs> Perfect answer. Well, let me let me tell you about the paper brigade, though. I did I did eight movies for the Lucadia, Lucadia Film Corporation, the production company that produced the paper brigade, and seven other movies in a very short period of time between 19, 
uh, I would say ni- they started probably in 92. I joined them in, in 94. They did and, other um, hits like Just Like Dad for those that are... Just Like Dad, yeah. yeah. I, I was location manager on Just Like Dad. They're great So movies. we would do about three movies a year in the, you know, in the, I did, you know, eight movies over like a two and a half year period before I became full-time on Touch by an Angel as the location manager there. And so the paper brigade was interesting because it felt a lot like the Sandlot. And I think part of that had to do with Chauncey Leopardi is actually in <laughs> the paper brigade. You knew that, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when yep. he shows up on set, I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels like, like the Sandlot. But actually, the, the overall feel of uh, the paper brigade is very similar, it's a, except it's a bunch of kids uh, and their paper routes uh, during one summer rather than a bunch of kids and they're playing baseball in a, in a field and a dog and a lifeguard, yeah, you know, right. it's just, it, there's a lot of similar feels. So I feel very connected to, to the paper brigade. Not a lot of people have seen it like, like you. And I think it's still probably difficult to, to find and to, and to see, but it was my yeah. favorite of the eight movies that I did for the Lucadia uh, Film Corporation. I, I got my copy, uh, my DVD on Amazon for like 60-something dollars. That's how rare the, the thing is. Whoa, I, I got to have you rare, sign huh? it for me. I got to have you sign it for me somehow. We got to get that done. You got to have me and Blair True. Blair Ooh. True, the director of is he, is the he local Brigade, here? lives in Orem. Oh, wow. He lives in Orem. He's actually a very good friend of mine. He actually directed Just Like Dad as well. Same guy. We got to have and, him on uh, the show then. Absolutely. Well, remember, I pitched both of us coming on to talk about the Paper Brigade. So he he is definitely he definitely wants to to do that when you do kind of the anniversary show. So it's it was 1995, yeah, Six. summer of 95 is when we actually filmed it. Okay. Well, we filmed it in 95. You're right. It came out probably came out the year later. Okay. Well, we'll make that happen. And I know Mike Peterson, a listener of ours, was in the show as well. Uh, he played. But, uh, I don't. Did he play Henry? He didn't play Henry, but he played uh, the little quiet kid. No, it says Henry. Mike, Henry. Okay. Mike, Michael. Henry, Mikey yeah. uh, Peterson. Yep. He, Mike Henry. Big listener here. You know, Austin. We need to take you on the uh, Paper Brigade location tour. Oh, I, I would do that. I would faint. And, and uh, oh, let's do it. By the way, uh, Robert England, as scary in person as he yes. was as Freddy Krueger, <laughs> or just as nice as he was in the Paper Brigade. Well, you know, I'm connected to Robert England in two different ways. I. I I was the uh, second second assistant director on Nightmare on Elm Street 2, yes. Freddy's Revenge. Yes. Really? Wow. And then I was the location manager on Wes Craven's new Nightmare. So I worked with him twice before I worked with him on the Paper Brigade. And wow. yes, one of the nicest, one of the nicest, most humble guys uh, and most professional guys uh, that I have I've worked with throughout the you know, 30 years I've been I've been at this. So, uh, yes, he had, he had a great time with that character on the paper today. Well, Marshall, we always enjoy you coming on. Now, as we let you go, we're going to do a 30th with the Sandlot, right? Are we, are we okay to announce that right now and marry you to it? We or are. Should we wait? Okay. So, right. <laughs> I have been, every correspondence I have with the cast, with the guys in the <laughs> cast, I always remind them about the 30th, and they all say, yep, we'll be there. Yeah, good. So, you know, in, in between events, I have reasons to reach out to them. Like, I helped... I helped organize the event at, at, at for BYU baseball yeah. last year when we brought in three cast members. So I had to reach out to them for that. And then I had some other opportunities for them for publicity. And so every time my tag is, see you at the 30th, and they said, yes, we will. Good. I really want to get mm. Mike Vitar there. Yes. And we really we want, really want to get uh, uh, Marley there, too, who plays um, Wendy. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, so, we, you know, we, we, those are two that we have not had at either – 
reunion. So we're, we're targeting them for the 30th. Awesome. Well, I need to be there for that one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yes, man. he'll be on stage with with Austin. Apparently, I, you know, <laughs> we'll, he, he needs a lot of help. I do. Uh, <laughs> last time, well, last time, my wife was going into labor while I'm up there interviewing. That's the, no the, excuse. The cast no excuse, Austin. I stayed. We did it. We got it done. Okay, it was, it was the a true professional. This is a good memory, <laughs> Marshall. Well, you did such a great job. Oh, and, thanks. And uh, it was so much fun having you on stage and the guys just love you yeah adrian and i had a blast doing that and uh it was a great day and great memory so you're the best man we'll have you back soon we'll bother you again it's uh, you, you never seem like we're bothering you but if we are sorry <laughs> we're not sorry we love having you on all right hey, i appreciate it guys let's do let's get that paper brigade done oh for sure thanks marshall all right there you go marshall moore film legend here in the state of utah which just he's allowed me to go on thinking for all these years that he worked on the sandlot yeah that was a kind of awkward moment wasn't he's, it? he's like the keeper of the keys for the sandlot now and he never even worked on the movie well everything kind of seems like uh it everything points that he did so it's it's an honest easy mistake so there you go marshall moore utah film studios and of course uh connoisseur of all things film and uh, tv here what a nice guy he's an amazing man sweet person he and uh, of course his wife michelle also of uh, more pr group big uh, big supporters of the movie zone and a lot of the interviews and uh, special features you hear on the show are due to them and their efforts so thanks to them very cool coming up next we'll get into the poll question of the week at austin horton at johnny lightfoot on twitter what's your favorite summertime movies Movies about summer, movies involving summer, movies based in summer. Talk about it next here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to The Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, segment two here on the Movie Zone. Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot, with you. Our thanks again to Marshall Moore of Utah Film Studios for stopping by. It was a lot of fun to reminisce about the uh, 25th anniversary of The Sandlot, a top five movie of all time for me, uh, The Sandlot, and it just happens to be here in the state of Utah. Happened to have the good joy, good good joy, and good fortune to be part of that celebration. And Marshall's a good guy, man. Fun to have him on. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, the Sandlot is such a Utah, like, I mean, if you're not from Utah, if you are from Utah, you have to love the Sandlot just because of all the famous places, all the scenes that you can look at, (laughs) and just how it's just such an awesome baseball movie, just in general. Uh, You're hearing the soundtrack of the week as we introduce segment two every week. And, Johnny, this uh, it's an instrumental version for various (laughs) reasons, most of which the FCC is in charge of, but... Forgetting Sarah Marshall soundtrack of the week, why? Because of Infant Sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of your favorite summer movies, is it? Russell Brand is awesome. Okay. Do you know that for the longest time I thought Russell Brand was faking that accent? Did you really? It's so thick and so <laughs> dramatic. I was like, okay, this guy's faking that. Have you not spent a lot of time with English people? No. No, okay. Yeah. Think of like the deep south here. Yeah. That's kind of like what he's from, you know? Oh, he's from the... Yeah, uh, like, like it's really, like, well, like, you know, kind of rural, like really uh, thick accents like we just, like you just mentioned, but yeah. They've got a specific dialect and drawl, Let's call so it that. Speak. Let's right. call it that. Well, there you go. Uh, Soundtrack of the Week brought to you by Megaplex Theaters. Check them out, megaplextheaters.com. And that brings us to the poll question of the week. The Movie Zone poll question. What is your favorite summertime movie? A movie set in summer, about summer, anything to do with summer? At Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot, at Zone Sports Net. And you answered, you've got a gazillion of them, but forgetting Sarah Marshall's one of yours. Yeah, I have a huge list, and and I go all the way back to uh, 
to the seventies. You know, with some some of my favorites. Wow, before I was around, <clears throat> almost before I was around, <laughs> almost. But yeah, I I think uh, I think forgetting Sarah Marshall is just so classic. It's it, just so awesome. It's a top ten movie for yeah, me. And, well, and being a musician myself, uh-huh. I can relate to him sitting in the studio, seeing Sarah Marshall, you know, on camera, and he's scoring the the soundtrack, and he's just <laughs> yeah, he's just so mad, <laughs> and so it's, it's just awesome. But I've got a lot of lists. But I don't know. Do you want to go through the some, some other get, ones let's first? Let's get some. Uh, well, we'll give us three or four of yours, and then we'll go to the listeners. Well, here. I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorites. It's a 1989 movie called Weekend at Bernie's. Why, why do people like this movie? Because it's just silly. It's so dumb. Right. But, I mean, think about it. You're carrying around a dead guy trying to act like he's alive. It's like most of my relationships. <laughs> oh, bada bing. He'll be no. here all night, folks. Try the Ville. No, but uh, in all seriousness, I I really have to go with the 1987 Overboard, not the... uh not the Anna Ferris reboot? Not the reboot. I didn't even care to watch it. I gave it like 10 minutes and turned it off. Yeah, no thanks. The, the original 1987 with Goldie and Kurt was just unbelievably cool. Yeah. It just was so fun, and I love everything about that movie. There's this little thing on the side of your phone. You, you hit yeah. that little vibrate instead of ding. You know, it is off. <laughs> oh, really? Stop! Hey, I know I'm on the air. Stop <laughs> texting me. <laughs> hey, dude, I hear you on the air. Yeah. You know, uh, no, ahead. but uh, Overboard. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, you can't. You can't not like Overboard. The original. I got to specify the original. Haven't seen the reboot. No, I don't need to. And of course, to. I'm going to go with one more uh, and going again with the original Point Break. Not the not the reboot again. Not the reboot. It wasn't. Look, they're both bad. Really? They're both bad. Awesome no, movies. No, come on, man. They're awesome movies, but they're bad. The guy's name is Johnny Utah. Hello. That is that is the. Hello. Look at me, Johnny from Utah. <laughs> but stop. That's not. It's it's such a soap opera name, Johnny Utah. <laughs> Utah, give me two. <laughs> that's you hear that every day on the big show. I do. That's why I said uh, that. But it's a good it's a good bad movie. So I, I appreciate that. It's fun. Yes. You know, it's a fun movie. Uh, Patrick Swayze's all sexed up with the, the surfer look. Yes, he was, man. You gotta yeah. love it. Yeah, it was awesome. I just thought it was a fun movie for the time, especially for 89. Was it 89? Yeah. Was it? Wait. No, bef- 91. It was 91. It was Sorry. Before Gary Busey found yeah. drugs. So <laughs> I don't know. He still may have been on him then. <laughs> but I mean, let's go a little farther back. And I know you're not a uh, a horror movie fan. A what movie fan? The the the, the scary kind. Oh, horror. H- horror. Horror. <laughs> okay. Isn't that it? How do you say it? Well, it's a little thing that uh, I joke around with. I say it horror. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on, buddy. Uh, 1975 Jaws. Okay. Does that qualify as a horror movie? Yeah, man. It made everyone scared it's a to thriller. death. No, it's people, a suspense people movie. were literally scared still to this day to go in the water. They think Jaws, a 20-foot great white, is going to come and eat them in the three feet of water they're in. What was the name of the mayor of that uh, of that town there? Of Amityville? Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's now the second most insane mayor of all time. I don't know. The, the, I'm spacing. I can't remember his name either, but the Las Vegas mayor, what she said this week in real life, oh, she dude. takes the cake. She's first now. He was first, and he was fictional. <laughs> but what about... What we'll about, reopen these waters. Huh. What about 1978 Greece? Don't like Greece. No, whoa, buddy. And, I'm, fighting and I'm a musical guy. I know. You know this about I me. I know. You're in there singing and dancing all the time. It's, a, it's an incredible uh, soundtrack. Terrible movie. How can you terrible know, what, show? What, what don't you like about it? Uh, I, it's a little squeamish. Squeamish, for me, like that wow. these sixteen-year-olds are singing about such things and doing such things, and we're celebrating it. Come on, how are Call you? Call me a Puritan. How are you in high school? Come on. 
Uh, you I were Kanicki, right? No, I was not. <laughs> it's it, look. It's uh, I guess it's aerosol cheese. A lot of people like aerosol cheese. Okay, it's just not the real thing, and I I don't know. It's so did fine. you did you prefer the live action Grease that came on a few years ago over the over With the Julian Huff? Yeah, no. Okay, because I was going to say them that that would have taken it to a whole new level, and the gloves were coming off. Uh, it's fine. It's just not my thing. Maybe it's because everyone loves it, and I'm like, oh, it's okay. I see. I I love. Well, all right. Let me let me go back in time here a little bit. Uh, my mom's favorite movie was Grease. Okay. So I grew up watching that all the time. Like I'd come home and she'd put on the laser disc of Grease. <laughs> yeah, laser disc, right? <laughs> um, but and then I just remember watching it. And then anytime it'd come on TV, I loved I loved uh, singing along with the songs. I mean, come on, Hand Jive, the uh, Greased Lightning, Summer Love, Summer Loving. I got chills. They're multiplying, dude. It's awesome. And I'm losing control. All right. Yeah. What about what about Caddyshack? Stupid, 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 overrated movie. Okay. But how, but how do you really feel? But <laughs> uh, Bill Murray's character is the whole thing. Now, do you know Bill Murray and Chevy Chase hated each other? Everyone hates Chevy Chase. So yeah, that doesn't but, but, surprise but, me. But during that time, because if I'm not mistaken, one of them replaced the other one on SNL right about right at that I movie. I think was, Chevy replaced Bill, didn't yes. he not? Yeah. And uh, there was some animosity going on did between they, the two. I don't think they filmed together in that movie, did they? I believe they did not. One scene or There's no. one scene in the shed. Uh-huh. And I think that's it. But I don't even, they don't see him in the same shot. Right, so yeah. it may have just been someone talking to the wall and then someone else talking to the wall. It's a classic. Yeah. That, that movie, uh, it's a classic before my time, and therefore it's just fine. I come didn't on, love it. Come on, wouldn't you say Caddyshack is the best film about golf? No. And Caddyshack 2 is the worst film about golf? <laughs> I've never golf. seen... Here's a, I, I own Caddyshack 2. Really? Someone gave it to me as a gift. It's still in the cellophane, <laughs> and I've never seen it. That's worth some money. It can't be. Come on, if it's still in the... It's factory sealed? Are it's, you kidding me? It's like from one of these distribution centers. It's not from the factory. It's distribution just... sealed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to some answers here from our uh, listeners. At Austin Orton, at Johnny Lightfoot, at Zone Sports Net, if you want to play along. Uh, Lloyd Cole, uh, oh. an avid listener of the Movie Zone. Who? Lloyd, he's this uh, up-and-coming producer in the biz. Oh. Summer Catch is his answer. Ooh. Freddie Prince Jr.? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Why do I feel like he's trolling us with that? I answer? think he's trolling. I, I, uh... You never know with Lloyd. Ashton says Sandlot. Good answer. Yeah, good answer. Brandon says heavyweights. Now, you've got a little uh, 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 Ben Stiller look to you. Oh, very much. Do I you lo- get that I all look, the time? I get Zoolander all the time. Okay. Especially when I perform and I have the headband on. Yeah. I look, uh, you know, I'm Zoolander. But you grow your hair out, you're going to look like, uh, uh, what's a Perkis? In uh, heavyweights, is that what his name is? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Sanchez comes in with a great answer. Have you seen 500 Days of Summer? No, I have not. Oh, wait, wait. This oh. Is, is this a zombie one? No, 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 no. No, what no. am I thinking of? Zombieland? No, no, that's... 28 Days? 28 Days, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, no, 500 Days of Summer is a uh, romantic comedy, but it's about a heartbreak and heartache, and it's the most real, honest depiction of failed love i've ever seen wow it's with joseph gordon levitt mm-hmm. uh, uh zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people and it's terrific okay it's well worth your time i'm gonna learn i'm gonna loan it to you you need you got you got a kind of a list going that you need to loan me yeah we talked about first segment i gotta loan you uh the the sunday night uh, frequency yep i've got to do it uh john comes in with meatballs Duh. yes i've never seen meatballs. no yeah. now see that's that's another one of those kind of 70 American Pie type of movies, you know, but uh, I liked it, but not enough to 
watch it more than three times. Okay. Guthrie says Summer Rental with the late, great John Candy. Anything with John Candy was awesome. Best podcast ever says The Original Vacation. Family Vacation, Chevy Chase. Yeah, Beverly I can see D'Angelo. that. Now, did you like European better or original? Uh, original. Yeah. The, the, the ranking goes family, Christmas Vacation, oh, yeah. Yeah. then Original, then Vegas, yeah. then Europe. Did you see the, the, the newest one with Ed Helms? No. Yeah. That's a that's that's an abomination. I'm surprised though no one said stand by me. So they may they may have. I may have there's there was hundreds of replies. So. I mean, come but, on. That's t- tell me that's not a great movie. It's kinda up there with the sandlot, you know? Can I host the show if I admit to this? Yeah, of course. I've never seen Stand By Me. Okay, that's all we're off air. <laughs> it's done, it's <laughs> that's, over. That's the end of the that's the end of the lane, the end of the line here. Wait, isn't that movie about a guy who gets run over by a train? <laughs> Kind of. Don't yeah. they find him on a train track or something? They find the dead body. Yeah. yeah. All right, there you go. That's segment two, poll question of the week. Thanks for playing along each and every week here on the Movie Zone. I'm on Twitter at Austin Horton. Johnny's at Johnny Lightfoot. And Zone Sports Network is at Zone Sports Net. Coming up next, from the archives, where else we're going to talk things you may not have known about the Sandlot here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Segment three of the Movie Zone. Final segment this week. I'm Austin Horton. He's Johnny Lightfoot. Soundtrack of the week once again, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, picked by Johnny. <laughs> Favorite summer movie. Infant Sorrow, man. I, you know, it's, Russell Brand is just Another so great. instrumental. But hey. <laughs> Wait, well, we kind of have to. Let's be honest. But if you're looking for a, uh, a funny, irreverent, rowdy, SNL flavor kind of with the alums there yeah comedy that has a really really good solid strong message attached to it as well this is your movie I, this is a top 10 movie for me forgetting sarah marshall well, not to mention uh the the puppet play at the very end is just ground laughing Brilliant. funny and listen you know? the cast you've got uh, uh jason siegel mila kunis Kristen bell mm-hmm. uh, uh jonah hill you've got uh, uh russell brand you've got paul rudd in this kind of throwaway <laughs> character that yeah. steals the movie Yes, he does. It's a ter- uh, Bill Hader right. is in this thing. This is an incredible So good movie. they even made a spinoff movie. They did not. Oh, yeah, yeah, Get yeah. him to the Greek. Yep, they did, yep. And that's where most of Infant Sorrow's songs come from is Get Him to the Correct. Greek. Correct. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, From the Archives edition of the Movie Zone this week. Going back, as we mentioned, to 1993, first week of April, released The Sandlot, made right here mostly, 90% of it made right here in the grand old state of Utah, 75% of it made right here in Salt Lake County. That's right. We got some uh, facts, news, and notes of The Sandlot, don't we? We do. You know, it's uh, obviously a 1993 release directed by Daniel Stern. I wonder if he's related to the other Stern. He's not. No, he's not? Okay. And he's not that Daniel Stern from uh, Celtic Pride and and Home Alone. Good to uh, good to clarify that though. <laughs> okay. But you know, I found this I found this fact kind of interesting. So worldwide, the Sandlot did thirty four million dollars. Now in today's standards, that's not a lot. Yeah. But back then, that was a lot. But the USA gross is thirty two of that thirty four million. Wow. So it didn't do very well outside of the U.S. What I'm reading into that. Yeah, it, you know, baseball's a, an American. It's thing. an American thing for sure. But I get, I get why it did. And if if you haven't seen it outside of the country, people who are listening, <laughs> go watch this movie. It's well worth it. Well, this is an international show <laughs> with the stream. Now, here's something I find really interesting. I don't know if you knew this or not, but this movie was shot entirely in forty two days. That was all it took. 
all it took. Just over a month, huh? Just over a month to make this film. I, th- I think that's really cool, which, you know how hard it is to keep children focused on one task? Yeah. Imagine seriously. trying to, to do all of this, film a movie with them, yeah. and keep them tasked and do it in 42 days? Yep, yep. Do you remember the chewing tobacco? I do. You know, it was actually licorice and bacon bits. Yeah. Is what was that was made out what of. What do you think of that? Would you try that? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd buy it right now. Is it because it has bacon and everything is good with bacon? And or? licorice is delicious. So I'm guessing it was black licorice, right? It was. Yeah. 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 I would try it. I like black licorice. And I like bacon. So it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> I, I think that's interesting. Now, I have, I have an interesting fact. Now, James Earl Jones, who obviously uh, had the, the Babe Ruth ball. Right. He uh, obviously, I think, most famously known for the voice of Vader. My favorite movies. Or Mufasa. I'm going with Star Wars over Mufasa, man. Stop it. But did you know this? Okay, <laughs> so a few years before The Sandlot, uh, he was in another baseball movie. Do you know what that was? I think so. 1989's Field of Dreams. Right. right? But here's an interesting fact. James Earl Jones hates baseball. Well, then I hate James Earl. No, I'm just kidding. But why does he hate baseball? I don't know. Maybe the... Empire doesn't like it? It's, it's probably because the Empire doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's because, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's because he's an actor, and baseball is not an art, it's a sport. I'm not an actor, I'm a movie star. Kevin Costner probably hates baseball too, but would never admit to it, because he's in every baseball movie ever. Boy, is that the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, let's see, I've got, the, it was dangerously hot. When they filmed this thing, upwards of 110 degrees here in Salt Lake City. Uh, the actor who played Scotty Smalls, Tom Geary, he got weak from running around in the heat and fell into one of the cameramen at one point. Oh, really? Also, it was also really cold. Right. I think I know where you're going with this. The, the famous pool scene. Yes. The water was just 56 degrees the day that, it, that they shot that. And I've always noticed this. Yeah, they're... You can see them shivering, yes. and uh, Chauncey Leopardi, who played Squints, his <laughs> teeth are chattering. And I've always just kind of chalked it up to good acting, because when I got out of pool, out of a pool, especially as a kid, I was cold. Of course, no matter how hot it was. No, you were always cold. I'm but, still cold. But they were dangerously cold. It seems so. that's really interesting. Now, there's a very famous line in this movie that everybody knows. In fact, there's even T-shirts made that says, "You're killing me, Smalls." Yeah. Right. Do you know where that line came from? No. So it's a paraphrase of another famous line, which is, they're killing me out there, which is spoken by Denver Broncos coach Lou Saban. Really? Yeah. And was David Mickey Evans a, a fan of the Broncos or something? Must have been, but, but he, he took that line and changed it to, you're killing me, Smalls, which is one of the most famous lines in that movie. And Patrick Renna is so gracious. Uh, the guy that played Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine the rest of your life, everywhere you go, everyone you see says the same thing to you. <laughs> it would get annoying after like two days. Well, he hasn't. I mean, let's let's be honest. He still looks like Ham. Yeah, you can tell that's Ham. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he... he but he's always so gracious with everyone that comes up to him. That's cool. And as, as you heard Marshall say, they all are pretty good about this whole thing. So, and look... Patrick Renna, has he had it? He's done a lot with his career, but this is his biggest movie. Of course. This is what he's known for. It's like, uh, you, you know, uh, you'd appreciate this. Ed, Edwin McCain. Edwin McCain. Uh huh. Musician. Yeah. Uh, the, the song uh, I'll Be. Uh huh. Someone asked him once, Are you, do you hate playing that song? Are you sick of it? And his response was, That's like looking at your framed lottery ticket that yep. you won the lottery with and saying, I hate you, stupid lottery right. ticket. No, every time we had to perform All Out of Love, yeah. it was the same thing. We had a, <laughs> a lot of people ask us, Do you hate that song? And the, the Graham Russells and Russells uh, Hitchcock's response was, no, 
it keeps food on my table every single day. I have six houses yes. in the in the, the Maldives. Because how can of it. how can you hate something that brings <laughs> you so much love? <laughs> uh, the original name of this show, you had that one. What was it originally called? The Boys of Summer. That's a, that's interesting. Do you think it would have done better? Mm, I think the Sandlot's a better name because the Boys of Summer doesn't scream baseball to me. Sandlot oh, yeah. does. No, but the Boys of Summer is the name for baseball players. There's even a book called Boys of Summer. Yeah, but I don't think of it that way. Yeah. I, I really don't. You I think mean, of uh, Don Henley. Yes, I actually do. <laughs> That's funny. But no, I think Sandlot's a little a, a better choice and uh, in the long run. Just because even, even as Marshall said, he says, I played Sandlot ball growing up. Yeah. So, you know, it's a term that's always used. I think it may be more common than the Boys of Summer. Uh, the famous oak tree. <laughs> Yeah. The, the the playhouse was in the treehouse. It was salvaged. The production crew had been agonizing over how they were going to pull off a tree that size. We were looking at having to buy an oak tree, and a specimen that big, if you can find one, is hundreds of thousands of dollars, Mickey Evans told uh, Sports Illustrated. Then they happened to notice one being chopped down not far from the production offices. The 100-year-old oak was interfering with the foundation of the house it was planted next to. The man removing it agreed to give it to the crew, and Salt Lake City's utility companies took down power and telephone lines on certain streets so the tree could be hauled safely to the empty lot where filming took place. It was then cemented into the ground there and became an iconic part of the movie. And, of course, now that's why when you go out to the Glendale area where the Mm -hmm. sandal was, the, the tree is not there. They even painted on the leaves. Really? They were not even real leaves. And some of the, when we did the anniversary show, uh, some of the people admitted to, they still have some of the leaves. So it's kind of like when you see a Wendy's hamburger on TV. It's not, <laughs> it's not really, you know, every sesame seed's glued on to make it perfect. <laughs> right, That's what yeah. they did with the tree. Yeah, yep, for sure. <laughs> yep, absolutely. You know, I find it uh, really cool that in Midville, and, and Marshall touched on this, that Vincent Drug is really called Vincent Drug in Midville. And is they it wrote, still there? Yeah, it's still there. Not, it's, all, it's, not operating? But I the, don't the know if it's still, still operating, there. but I believe it's still there, yes. You see it in engagement photos all the time. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, I mean, come on, it's, it's classic. He even said he used it in another film. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, and then fi- this is the final note I got. The, the famous kissing scene at the swimming pool. <laughs> My favorite scene, man. Uh, David Mickey Evans uh, has said, I, I've heard this part before. <laughs> he knew that uh, Squint's Chauncey Leopardi was very, 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 very nervous. Was he really? He'd never kissed a girl before. Oh. And uh, the, this gal was uh, Marley that played uh, Wendy Peppercorn was quite his senior. Mm-hmm. And here's this eight, nine-year-old Chauncey Leopardi getting all nervous and he was like asking the other guys how's my breath and on and on and on and on and uh as they're just as they're about to do the scene david mickey evans they have them all in place and then he says all right and he stops he's like all right three two and he said chauncey keep your tongue in your mouth action (laughs) man could you imagine your first kiss being on camera and forever cemented and they only did it in one take well, that was it. He must be. You had to good. get it right. He's a good kisser. Then <laughs> so been bad. planning it for years. <laughs> it's a great iconic moment. For <laughs> I, sure. I love that. <laughs> you know, the soundtrack has some very uh, iconic songs in it as well. Everything from Tequila, Tequila, yes, which is by the Champs, Wipeout, Wipeout, Ray Charles, God Bless America, America the Beautiful. Or sorry, America the Beautiful. Yeah. It's all right. The Lion Sleeps Tonight the by Bee the Gees. Tokens. Tokens. Oh, not the Bee Gees. Nope, the Tokens. Did the Bee Gees do it later? Maybe. Huh. I don't I know. I always thought that was the Bee Gees. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but just everything about this movie is classic. Everything from the story to the filming to being here all throughout, filmed all throughout Utah to the soundtrack. It's just an overall 
awesome movie. And in fact, my last fact that I have about this movie is it is probably one of the most popular baseball movies. Yeah. And uh, and that's including the film Rookie of the Year, which was also released the same year. And did not do very well. No. No, but everyone knows In that movie. In comparison to The Sandlot. Yeah. Uh, the Sandlot's a top five movie for me. Absolutely. It is the number one baseball movie of all time. And it's uh, the best thing that ever was filmed or shot here in Utah. Now, do so. you, you think it's better than Major League? Yes. The movie? The original one? Major League is second. Yeah? Yep. It's pretty good. And A League of Their Own is third. Ooh. Boy, that's a toss-up. Field between. of Dreams is not even anywhere near the top for me. Field, Field of Dreams is a great it's father, father-son No, it's, see, it's thing, not. You know? It's not. No, it's not. They threw that in at the end to make everyone think, oh. Well, that's the point. Because it was such a boring movie that they're like, oh, we got to <laughs> oh, do something here. Oh, come on, man. No way. <laughs> All right. Our thanks to Marshall Moore of Utah Film Studios. Uh, thanks to you, Johnny. Good to have you back, man. Thanks, man. Good to see you. We'll do it again next week. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton, and uh, we'll have more next week. We'll have some more next week. Ooh. What's some more? Some more? Some more of what? Some more of what? How can I have more if I haven't had anything? (laughs) Killing me, Smalls. (laughs)